from Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia. I'm Quincy Stallworth with Kinsey Questions. Today we talk with talented singer, songwriter, and musician Joshua Chase Miller. Joshua Chase Miller is a musician out of Philadelphia. In 2015, he released an incredible album called Chaos. And then later in 2019, he introduced us to an incredible EP titled Mend. Today, we're here to talk about his music, his progression, and his style. Please listen, stay tuned, but first, a break from our sponsors. Hey everyone, I'm Quincy Stallworth with Kinsey Question, where we ask 15 questions or discussion points with my favorite artists that I admire and love. Today I have on my good friend Joshua Chase Miller. How you doing there, Joshua? Pretty great. How are you, Quincy? I've never been better now that I have you on. <laughs> the, the, the writer of Chaos, the, the creator of the EP Men, the master of From Within, all of this music within the last five years. This is incredible. But we're not going to jump on that right away. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about your sound. You have, a, a, you have a sound that is honestly all your own. And I've tried very hard to find who you sound like, but I don't really have any evidence of anyone. So that's, that's interesting. The second time I saw you perform... It was after what we thought was an amazing, the most amazing artist ever. You even offered him some of your time on stage. Then you got on stage with a guitar, a pedal, and a mic, and you wrecked it. You, you shined with no jewelry on. Then you didn't even, you know, some artists, when they do what you did, they'll borrow like a trick or a little gimmick that previous artists that you didn't even do that. You just, you just, did you? What gives you the unique ability to be yourself? That's the superpower. I don't know if you know that. Oh, wow. Um, in all honesty, uh, music is, is the most important thing to me. And um, I've been, I've, I've definitely experienced a lot of anxiety, especially with music and, and performing and just generally, um, over the last few years and uh, a good friend of mine really kind of snapped me out of it. Um, How do you do that? And Oh, he just, he just got me to like start getting out of my, my head more and just like really focus on the fact that music that I, is what I want to do. So with all of the other anxiety and stresses of performing for me, um, I kind of just try to fight through it because the ultimate goal is to play music. When I met you and when I am around you, you seem like an extremely confident artist. You have a very, you have a swag of a 1980s um, <laughs> lead man. You, you, you have this Kurt Russell, um, Harrison Ford of the 80s vibe. With wow. It's a oh, very high compliment. Quinn. How do you... <laughs> How do you maintain that uh, that level of calmness? I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've been around a lot of artists, and and I've seen guys who just have the shakes 
in their hands. And, and you're like, is that alcoholism? And someone's like, no, he's nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely nerves 99% of the time. <laughs> but how do you maintain that? that comp- how do you stay so composed? That's the question. Um, in, internally, I'm freaking out a lot of the time. What? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I had the, like, one of the first times I ever had a panic attack on stage was, I want to say in 2014, 2015. Are you serious? Um, yeah. I, I had a panic attack. I was opening for, um, this, super crazy like multi-instrumentalist looping person uh kawaii yeah super super big on youtube and and that kind of stuff um show sold out and i was opening and i i played like five or six songs and then like halfway through the the last song i just like played the chorus one more time and just got off the stage wow that's um that's not like you. That's not like the you I know now. But that was 2014. I met yeah. you in, I first heard and met you in May of 2019. Yeah. And you were playing but, at pl- playing players. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. That was a really good night. Yeah. But so as the as the years went on, I found out, like, I, I would ask my friends after shows, like, okay, did I look like I was freaking out up there? And they're always like, no, you looked fine. So I'm like, oh, wait, I guess people really can't tell what's going on in my brain while I'm playing a set. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's, uh, it can definitely be an internal battle sometimes when I play, but yeah, I just remind myself like, Hey, people can't physically see what I'm feeling right now. If I get like super anxious. In in your um, battle against anxiety, I've also noticed about people who are really good at being themselves is that they tend to be a bit of a rebel. To be oneself in this world, it helps if you, in in some way or some fashion, are against whatever the mainstream idea or consensus is. Are you a rebel? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a rebel, but I feel like a lot of people my age are definitely um, on the more progressive side of things. Hmm. You definitely have this um, unique ability. And like you said, you learned it by knowing that people are not in your head. It, it kind of sounds like um, really good poker players when they know you don't know what's in my hand. So I'm going to keep playing. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So the other question I have, like you, you, you produce all of your own music as well. Is that true? Cause I'm looking at some of your work and it's like, like you, you are the record company. Well, so a lot of, a lot of the stuff um, originates in my little studio uh, that I have in my apartment um 
and then the the case with with from within i i had this collection of songs and then i met uh i played an open mic at drexel and then i met the keyboardist from darla um and then i wound up doing a record with them and i in i've gotten extremely lucky these last two eps with being able to kind of just stumble upon talent musicians yeah and it's it's unreal i'm extremely lucky you, you did you did an incredible uh, remix with jake uh who is a who is a so far engineer he's he's also in which i was listening to his band though i can't remember the name of his band off the top of my head right now <laughs> but uh which you, one uh best friends or eight hours only knew about best friends there you go best friends i didn't know you had a, another band called yeah it's a it's a new thing yeah, i don't know uh, yeah I gotta get that guy on here sometime. <laughs> so, would you consider yourself a, a genius by your ability to pick who to collaborate with and who not to? Oh, absolutely not. Well, I was this has say been like <laughs> this has been like the weirdest string of dumb luck and circumstance. <laughs> Oh, I I can't I can't even tell you how true that really is. You're like Jack Sparrow. You just you do something, you see how it goes. It oh, like man. like the thing with Darla. Um, I played the the open mic at Drexel. The keyboardist from Darla was doing sound for the open mic. Came up to me after and said, "Hey, so do you need to record?" I'm like a, a music engineering student here and my band and I are looking for someone to do an EP with for our uh, senior project. Mm. So wow. I met, I met those guys and that completely changed my life and changed my music. In, in what way? I had the the opportunity to to play with these absolutely incredible musicians that I met just absolutely by chance. Um, and they helped transform the songs that I wrote and produced in my apartment into something that was so much bigger. And it it really made the record. No I'm question. So I'm so intrigued by this. Let me reintroduce you. I'm with Joshua Chase Miller. He's a singer-songwriter out of Philadelphia. He's also a very talented multi-instrumentalist and a producer. If you follow him on Instagram, you'll see a lot of cool photos. He's also on Facebook. And listen to his music on SoundCloud. We'll be back with more Joshua Chase Miller after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's one 
www.ghostbusiness.com. This is Quincy Questions, Quincy Questions with Quincy Stallworth, and we're back with more of Joshua Chase Miller. Joshua Chase Miller, how you doing, boss? Doing great. How are you? I'm happy to hear, be hearing you. So <laughs> in 2015, you dropped From Within, the album, all right? We talked a little about From Within. Uh, you said the, these were a few songs that you created in your apartment, Um what kind of life do you have where you make great music in your apartment? Oh, I mean, you can write anywhere when the the inspiration hits. Hmm. Um, I feel like that's where most music is is written. Yeah, um, especially with local artists um, who don't have like these ridiculous studios that they can just use at their disposal doesn't it crack you up when you go to some artist's house and you go in their basement and and the studio is in their basement and it looks like a i mean it's not a basement when you see it it's more like an office room yeah and a lounge area (laughs) it's so incredible and you're just like what 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 did it cost to do this this is phenomenal it's honestly so much cheaper to do yourself if you're able to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what what uh, people have told me. Um, what I want to know from you is, you also have a, a unique vocal tone. By the time you you uh, started crafting this uh, album in 2015, how did you develop vocally? Oh, um, I just I started playing guitar when I was 12, and then maybe I guess around 14 um, I just started singing and I was like oh that wasn't so bad and then I kind of just never stopped and that's it's just been practice but it's so good I mean what, what are, who who are you, who listened to you because trust me I can I, I can tell you I can name not name people I wouldn't do that to anyone but there's a lot of people out here who just don't have the ability to craft a vocal sound like you have by in the way that you have. So, you know, what inspirations did you have to, to sing the way you do? Because it is really good. Well, thank you. Um, it's definitely been different through the years. Like I was one of those kids who started smoking cigarettes when they were like 17 years old to get a raspy voice to play like yelling <laughs> folk punk music. Man, that's awesome. I know a lot of kids doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to have like a raspy, like folky punk voice. Um, and then maybe uh, probably by the time that I was 20, I noticed that my my voice had completely changed. Mm. And it was like not raspy anymore. Um and it was a, it was a lot smoother. I was like, okay, uh I probably should try to adapt to this and like try something new because that that uh folk punk lifestyle is not mine anymore. <laughs> Are you still smoking? No. Really? Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't. You, you don't smell like a smoker when I'm around you. 
Um, that is so funny that you said uh, you started smoking to develop that that rasp. Did you stop smoking once you realized I have it, or was it like this is not a good habit? Oh, I was super addicted. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you kick it? Nicotine gum or what? Uh, I started using one of the like fake jewel ripoff things. Oh. And <laughs> that was a year and a half ago. Mm. And now right. I just use the, the vape thing whenever I get like a really bad nicotine craving. And then that's really it. No cigarettes anymore, though. Yeah, vape is the way to go. Now, as far as your guitar style, that's another thing I noticed where you don't strum your guitar in the fashion of the Catholic nuns in the uh, in, in the uh, in, in church. I like to call it the Catholic strum. And oh my God, it's not bad. People, a lot of some people, you know, it's not bad. But if you've heard as many acoustic guitars and electric guitars as I have. You want to take someone's guitar and rip it across the head when you hear it, especially when someone thinks they're doing something unique and eclectic. How did you develop your guitar playing style? I <laughs> um, my guitar playing style again was kind of just like winging it. Uh, what? <laughs> I got a I got a guitar when I was twelve. Okay. And kind of just listened to songs and tried to play along to them, mm-hmm. um, which which worked for for probably like a year or two. And then I discovered that guitar tabs existed. Uh, ah, that changed my life, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then I just like started playing metal. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. yeah. And then like. Well- after metal, it went to like hardcore, and then someone sent me Bright Eyes, and I was like, "Oh, whoa! There's other music. That's cool." What was the first metal song you learned to play? Probably Master of Puppets by Metallica. <laughs> it's either Metallica or Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah like Monster I was thirteen. Oh, did you get really good at it? Yeah, I was. I was definitely one of the like weird, like little kids who could shred. Really, oh, I love those. And kids, then, man. and <laughs> then, I started just listening to other music, and I was like, "Hey, music is not about playing really fast. It's about writing good songs." Right. I should. I should try that. Did you find that transition from just making noise on the instrument into writing actual pieces uh, and arrangements of music as like a, uh, a, a, I would say a transition into manhood? Um, I I wouldn't definitely, I, I wouldn't say that, but it was definitely a, a very big transition in my, my overall mentality. Mm-hmm. 
When did you learn you had it? Oh, I'm try- I'm still trying to figure that one out. Oh, come on, Joshua. You can't tell me. You go to an open mic and you're kind of like, I don't know. You have to know. You have to know that you know. Deep down inside, it's like love. You know you're the one. <laughs> when did you realize that when you go to these open mics that you can be patient and let people overexert themselves and, you know, and, 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 and riff vocally and, and, and bring their friend with the conja and everything else and realize that all of that still doesn't connect to the audience, yet you know once you go out there, you'll connect to the audience. Not only can you connect to the audience, but I've watched you almost psychically send out feelers to know what, what the audience is getting. I've watched you, and you're really good at that. How did you know you had it? Man, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it's I, I've kind of just I, I want to say when I was when I was 17 and I was in a band called Among Trees. It was a very like Mumford and Sons kind of ripoff band. Okay. Um, that I that I did for like a couple of years. But um I think that was the the time period where I was like, hey, I should really just I, I'm I can't do anything other than music. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Let me reintroduce you. Hello everyone, I'm Quincy Stallworth. I'm with the incredible Joshua Chase Miller. He has released an incredible album in 2015 called From Within. And last year, he released a single for a song called Chaos, which is also a part of his EP that he dropped in 2019 called Men. Very incredible sound. You can find more of his music on Instagram. You can find him on Instagram, him also on Facebook, and his music on SoundCloud. We'll be back with more Joshua Chase Miller after this. I'm back with the incredible Joshua Chase Miller. He's a singer-songwriter out of Philadelphia. He's incredible. He's awesome. He's also a dog dad. We're going to ask him something about his dog, too. Are you still a dog father, Joshua? Oh, of course. Oh, what's the dog? What's the little guy's name? Little lady's name? Uh, So I have uh, two dachshunds named Jack and Lucy. Oh, man, that's uh, beautiful. Are you uh, are you? In love with Jack and Lucy, or are you just uh, are you are you like their child? <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely obsessed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a problem. It is. <laughs> it's most definitely a problem. And how long have you had Jack and Lucy? About um, eight years. Wow. So, like, are we going to see them in one of your YouTube videos where you're playing music, or? You kind of keep. You have to lock them out the room because they'll chew the wires or something. Oh no! Whenever I film something on the couch, the the dogs have free reign over the apartment. So, if I'm sitting on the couch and and playing and filming a video, they have they're very able to just jump on the couch and join the video. Now you talk to me about my neighbor has decided to test his monster engine. I hope that noise doesn't filter too much into this interview. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
you talked a little bit, a bit about the open mic scene. Are you a hardcore open micer in Philadelphia? Uh, I used to be. I wouldn't say still hardcore, yeah. but I definitely attend a, a good amount. It's always what's, good to to practice. What's your who's your favorite to go to in Philadelphia? So I actually um, am. I'm one of the hosts of the open mic over at the Grape Room in Maniunk. Really? Yeah. I have um, to go. Which is, which is great. Um, I have, go ahead. I'm sorry. They're, I think they're switching it to Thursday night, but previously it was uh, Monday nights. And because uh, so many talented people I know go there and they're always telling me, Quincy, you should check it out. And I usually go over to New Jersey to play music because it's, it's Jersey is just, uh, I don't know, Jersey feels, you know, safe. Besides, I live in Tacony, so I'm close to Jersey. Uh, how long have you been a host over at Minio? They got good food over there. Probably, anyway. probably about a year. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I know nothing's happening now. We'll be waiting until next year probably but are there any plans to have anything outside so i actually played my very first um socially distant show uh last night at the grape room really yeah how was it it was it was great honestly um the the grape room is lucky to have the building that it does I guess just because so there's this huge window that's behind the stage mm-hmm. so now they're just moving the curtains and opening the the window so the performers sit inside and use all the equipment and play their sets and then there are uh, tables outside for hmm. people to sit at and they have like table service Wow, that sounds like that sounds like a, a good time, man. I, I really miss I really really miss open mics, and I really miss live performances. Yeah, I I can't tell you how how therapeutic and just how good it felt to to be able to play for people last night, even I've if had... I was somewhat background music, just because. Yeah. It's it's weird. I'm sitting on a stage inside. They're seeing me through a window, and we're pretty far apart. Right. Is it tough to connect with the audience at that level, or you you've had enough experience to know what you see when you look out? Oh, I mean, last night was a completely new, completely new experience. Hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I I just went to to go play. Yeah, yeah. I I had gone to their their previous show that they did uh, to check it out before I one hundred percent confirmed that I wanted to do it, just because I don't want to invite people or my friends to something that I don't believe is safe. Right, right. That is. Uh... And and right now people are so eager to get out that if you, if you invite them they'll come out e- anyway even if it isn't yeah. safe. Um, yeah, like I barely, honestly, I barely promoted it. I kind of just wanted to see how it went and 
just wanted to make sure that everyone was being safe and social distancing, wearing their masks when they weren't drinking, that kind of thing. Right. Right. So what have you learned about yourself as far as being a musician that you didn't know about yourself before this pandemic? Ooh. Um, it's difficult for me to write without experiencing things in the world. Hmm. Um, hmm. I mean, of course, from inside, I still experienced a lot with, with all of the news um, constantly. So like one of the, one of the songs that I wrote was, um, it was definitely about quarantine. Right. But um, I finished up a lot of songs or a couple songs that I started before quarantine, but it's been, it's been harder to just um, draw inspiration from experiences. Well, you know what, with, uh, with the way, a lot of musicians are under the, the idea that they're supposed to be creating more are, are, and they're feeling guilty because they're not. Are, are you dealing with the same issue? I most definitely was at first. Um, but my, my writing has always come in spurts anyway, hmm. like. I could go months without being able to finish a song and then I could write the, my favorite song I've ever written in 25 minutes one day. It's super random for me. What's, um, your, uh, what's your writing process like? It'll usually just be um, I sit down at my computer with my keyboard and just start playing or I a melody pops into my head and I record like a little voice memo uh, on my phone. And then when I get home, I'll, I'll try to figure it out on the keyboard and just go from there. And then sometimes it's just, I pick up the guitar and whatever I just start playing. I'm like, Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Two questions there. Um, more from here, more artists say that they use their computer or iPad and and the other thing is uh is do you put down the guitar tabs when you're writing these songs? No, I don't. Really? Do you at least put down the the guitar chord? Like I started this uh I play A, B, A or B flat or anything like that? No, I don't, but I really should because <laughs> especially with all of the all of the music that I put out is collaborative. It's heavily collaborative. Right. So when I, when I'm ready to like go into the studio with these people and they're like, Oh yeah, we need charts for all of these songs. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me a day. And then I just scramble and then I have to write all of these charts in a day right before we go into the studio. <laughs> Now, I need your advice on studio work. When you go to a studio, should you take the one song you wanted to work on or should you take several songs that you have? Uh, it all depends on what the what the goal is. 
with the, gotcha. the music. Like, if you want to just go in and do a single, cool. Um, if you if you wrote a bunch of songs and you're if like recording can can get extremely expensive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like. Uh-huh. It it really depends on what the the end game is, with that particular set of songs. Yeah. What can we people like me, and those listening as fans do for you, to show support for your music, and what you're doing? Um. Honestly, it's I I feel super weird promoting myself. Um, at a time like this um, in America where we there's a lot that we need to focus on. Um, I know that um, I'm still a musician and this is my, that's my passion but mm-hmm. um, there, there are a lot of things that need to be addressed in this country before I feel like okay promoting myself really. I hear you. I also think that uh, music is, uh, I mean, you look at the sound of the 60s and the kind of music that came out during the times of the riots and and when Dr. King was shot, you know, it, it, there, there's, there's an incredible story how James Brown actually saved the whole city by just performing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of artists tend to lose track of how influential and great not only music performance and music does, but collaboration with artists. Sometimes we can we can get caught up into this uh, this mindset of the game is checkers, but it's actually a game of chess. And so you may have a certain amount of people, you know, protesting and and pushing for for change, but there also has to be a bishop on the chessboard, and there also has to be a knight, and there also has to be. A, a rook and and so forth and so on, and I think honestly I think musicians play as bishops on the chessboard. One thing Jay Z said once that I really loved, he said he believed that hip hop has really pushed the civil rights movement further ahead more than any any actual leader because of how how is how has been able to reach into into areas and cultures that otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to that hip-hop culture. So I don't want you to forget how important your music is and the the part that it plays. And this is why I wanted you on. I wanted people who listen to me to know that Joshua Chase Miller's music is really incredible. And I'm not just having some guy who happens to do real nice open mic nights and stuff come on. You're, You're someone who I actually will send to people when they say, well, send me something new, Quincy. I get that a lot. I send Joshua Chase Miller because he's a damn killer. Well, thank you. the the net, The last question I'm going to ask you, and I don't, I don't want to throw any uh, douse your fire with this being the last question. But what's next? What are we doing next? Um, uh, it's a complete unknown. Right now, um, I hear that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm still, I'm still writing. Um, I've been thinking about going back to school. Um, yeah, it's it's a very wide open 
future. What do you plan on studying when you go back? Uh, I was thinking of doing something with uh, IT. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You strike me as an IT guy. You, you, <laughs> you strike me. Yeah, I, I, you know, and trust me, in my, in my company, there are two positions that I've noticed in my company that people come and then they go like the win. The IT department and the HR people. HR people, there must be like an, an opening in every company for HR and IT people. They just come. They're like, yeah, I don't like this. You guys only use iPhone. I, I, I prefer to write with Linux. So then they jump ship. <laughs> You're like, man, that's, that's a pretty incredible thing. Right there. Hey, man, I, mean, I want to think. It's, uh, I'm a musician. Uh, basically, like all the guitar pedals and whatever else I use. I'm a, I'm a big nerd. When it comes down to it, right. <laughs> well, you're you're incredibly talented. I hope you the best. I hope you don't quit doing music. I hope you keep writing those great songs. I hope everyone hears what I hear when I send your music out to you. I want to thank you for coming on, Joshua. You, you you've been an amazing guest, and I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me, Quincy. It was really nice to talk to you. All right, man. I, I will. If I don't see you out there, I'm going to see you out there. You know what I'm saying? I got you. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Take care of yourself. Sounds good. I'll see you, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day. And brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. thank joshua chase miller for being on our show today you can find more of his music on soundcloud itunes spotify and there are live performances along with his music on youtube just dial in joshua chase miller kinsey questions is from a production of anchor.fm and the good people over at spotify we also want to thank the talented staff at 1030designs.com they crafted our logos and promotional material I want to thank you all for listening. Please be safe out there and have a great day.